self-care and self-love comes first and take the time to find joy. Don't feel guilty about doing nothing. We already have a blind spot at men. And then you have black men who are dealing with that blind spot and racism on top of that. Yeah. It just, there's so much pressure there. And there's so, you know, there is a definite lack of gentleness in the way that men are treated and in the way that black men are treated, you know? And so it's, I believe that can also impact perhaps men feeling like their needs matter, you know, that, that they have a right to look at their own personal needs because generationally for so long, you know, what we call toxic masculinity and I, and I, and I get it, you know, there is a shadow side, but there's also a very healthy side to masculinity. And, and I don't believe we're having the full conversation really in society. Who, how were you being, you know, you know, the black man in your community, do you even talk to him? You know, you see a, a black man that's close to you in your community and in your, your building or whatever. Are you having a conversation with him? Are you saying, hi, how you doing? You're like, because all of this, this far outrage, and I'm not saying that people aren't actually outraged, but it just, to me, it comes off as pretty self-absorbed at times because it's like, well, where were you before? Where were you when he needed you? Traditionally how we've seen men is as protectors. And again, I, I know that's a broad terminology, but just, yeah. just how we've seen men, uh, you know, for centuries. Well, in order to be a protector, that takes a deep desire to nurture. And in order to have a deep desire to nurture, that is an absolute tenderness. So I don't, you know, I think it's really important that as a society, we also recognize the tenderness of men because there's a lot of times where there's a lot of thoughts that we might have repressed even that we might not even know is there and if we're feeling this constant uneasiness or anxiety or some kind of concern it's therapists are not just for crises time they're there to support and even avert crises time so if people you know just going i, I think therapies freaking fantastic but, i think for everybody i i go to therapy so um yeah. um but just going i think is great because then you don't have to wait until or not you specifically you know but whoever's thinking about it doesn't have to wait until a crisis comes because i especially in a society that we don't really experience that so you go to someone and you just share what's there and they they comfort you and and they give you pointers. Now it's going to take time to write, to find the right therapist. And sometimes you're going to, you know, even with a good therapist, the season's over and you find, you know, another therapist, bless you, Jeremy. And then, so when, and trust that process, it's okay. I've, you know, it's taken me several therapists, you know, and, and you just go, go with, with the flow. I've had terrible experiences with therapists too. Don't let that, if that happens, don't let it stop you because therapists are human beings too. Just find your best. But just know you deserve that self-tenderness. I, you know, with everything going on, I know we as the Black community have been going through another level of hell because of what we've had to see and the horrors that have been highlighted for us. And, you know, dealing with that myself, I had to find something that brought me joy. I had to find a way to start celebrating life in the middle of hell. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's crazy out there. And unfortunately, I wish overnight this would go away, but it's unfortunately not. And so we have to take super good care of ourselves. Step away from social media. Step away. <laughs> take care of yourself. Don't get into conversations. If you know, go heal. Take care of yourself, and 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 just 
collect yourself, be tender with yourself. You don't have to go out there and, and save the world. I know, you know, that's constantly what's kind of this pressure to do, but take care of yourself. And then when you're ready to have conversations, cool, but you don't have to. I think the most, the most, not that you don't have to speak up, of course, we need your voice. <laughs> Hold on. But, um, uh, but. So if things have to be brought to black, in the black community, I think the approach have to be different than just a traditional way of going to the doctor and then, yes. you know, seeing that. Absolutely. That, that's how I've seen. Absolutely. And that's, so it's not something that goes away. So it's like this perpetual experience and without having someone who could really relate and understand, it's yeah. very difficult. It's very difficult. So, it, you know, the therapist would have to have that understanding and either be black themselves or have actually taken a like the deep work to do it and and i don't mean just someone who's oh i'm an ally it's very easy to say someone's an ally but to actually dive deep in and actually try to empathize with what the black community has gone through that's a whole that's a deep level and i know there are i've met some therapists like that who are allies who actually have gone there but it's very rare yeah yeah, I think I think I agree. I agree with what you're trying to say. Is um, we just have to because even when you think about like faith churches like Christianity, you're gonna see there's a lot of black people today. Even if they don't go to church every day, they still have like oh, you know what, God. They always talk about God, like you know, I believe in God. You know, like things like that all the time. Even if they they don't go to church at all, because it's something like we like religion is something like we grew up with religion like you know since like in the beginning of the time black people always the kind of people that always talk about faith every single family you're always gonna see your grandma your mother or somebody in, in the family always gonna talk to you about you have to be you know i respect your power and faith 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 and that's the reason why today is not it's not so difficult today to say to talk to god to a black person because we kind of feel like some of the us we even feel like we are born Christian or you know any other religion, so I think that's become the same way with um, the conversation. If we're gonna bring the conversation about mental health, if we wanna change it tomorrow, I think today we just have to to bring the the conversation in the family, like talk to to the kid, to the new generation about it a little bit more. For the the old generation is really gonna be hard to go back and change everything because that's gonna be like that's going to be a lot of people. I think it just like with like the um, education system as well, maybe things have to change a little bit. They have to add it there. So you have to happen slowly, slowly, because when, when people learn something in a younger age, it's going to be, it's going to be more smoother and they're going to feel like just like part of like, I don't know what you guys think. I think therapy is definitely a luxury for people that have time to, uh, to dedicate to their mental health. And uh, you know, if you're, if you're a, a, a father, whether you're a single father or you're married in a, in a poor black community, yeah. um, the last thing on your mind is, is getting mental help for yourself, let alone uh, teaching others about it. And uh, I think that's a huge disadvantage for them. Um, the other thing uh, that can influence that is, is not necessarily just teaching them about therapy, but taking steps towards therapy and having the, the, the preachers describe how they're helping people through God and then saying, Hey, you know, I'm helping you with God. Or maybe put, maybe people pull God in everything. That's the thing. Yeah, so, uh, put God in everything. And you know, maybe they, Hey, God created these therapists and these people and he created a, this, this education system to, to better your mental health. Let's take advantage of all God's things and, and try to be 
you know, you, you have to take each person that, that doesn't want to go to therapy and you got to find their, their emotional button and, and how you can relate to them, whether you relate to them as a sport and say, Hey, you know, you want to get better at your physical health. You contact a personal trainer when you want to get better as mental health, you contact a therapist. And it's just about finding those emotional buttons to get people to realize the benefits of mental health. And it's, it's harder, you know, when it's not a big part of your, your culture. Yeah, I think what is confusing today as well, I think not just for black people, I think for many people is like, we, we, we have so much conversation about mental health. Like it's going crazy right now. We don't even know what is really mental health, where you start because some people, you just, you're having a bad day and something happened to your life. You're feeling down. You might feel like, oh, you know, I think I'm, something's going on with me. Because like now we don't know at what point you have to feel like you need to see somebody. That's the thing as well. So I don't know, like myself, Sometimes like things happen, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I need to see somebody. I don't know. Because you, st- you start having a lot of idea in your mind. But we don't know. Many people actually don't know in what point you have to ask for help. I don't know. If yeah. I would definitely like, say being proactive, too. Like even if someone is wondering, uh, it would be best to just check it out and, and speak to a professional and, and we don't have to wait till crisis mode and it's probably better not to, you know? Now there obviously is outside factors, but if that person has an identity and they can clarify that identity, they're more likely to be confident in themselves and what they're doing. And I think that when you're confident in yourself, you can use masculinity in a positive way as a man and not be, you know, that toxic masculinity that they, that they uh, are, are against nowadays. Because we all in the surviving mode, if you get something, it's going to help you to survive it. As soon as you lose it, you just, you just go crazy. That's why you see a lot of people, as you say, many people maybe kill themselves, but we don't, we don't hear about these things a lot because we don't really talk about this kind of thing because this is kind of weak for us. They compensate when they're insecure. If they were really, truly that masculine, confident father figure leader, um, father figure yeah. comfortable with themselves, they'd be more likely to go to therapy. But because they're feeling defensive. They're feeling already like they're already messed up enough. And if they go to therapy, they're just conceding to that. They're agreeing with, with, with what's wrong with them. Um, the other part of that is, is Crystal was talking about the um, being, uh, experiencing like nurturing, what was the word, uh, care? Um, self-care, self-love? Yeah, self-care, self-love. But then when, when someone else like is kind it. to you or like someone else gives you a hug or, or shows you kindness Tenderness. or- Yes, yes. Tenderness. Tenderness. Now, when I show someone in my cohort tenderness, we've got got two two black women that I interact with normally. The one is is younger than me, the one's about my age. And the younger one, she has a lot of issues where if I was to be kind and show her some tenderness, she would assume I'm only doing it because she's a black woman and I feel sorry for her. So there's a whole deep, 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 deep rabbit hole that this goes into. And I think it the fact that we are um, experiencing so many things, this is this flash emotions with facial, uh, Facebook and other social media. I think it's really, it's not showing us the true issues. It's taking away our desire to do tenderness for others. And uh, it's making everybody, it doesn't matter what color or race you are or, or anything. And I think when everybody's defensive, we're, we're not going to have good benefits and we're not going to have good uh, self-care. We're not going to have tenderness. Um, we have a community who is very, very strong and people are attached. The culture, the tradition is so strong. And then we kind of do everything together. The same barbershop, you know, the community we go to, we listen to the same music. And 
we, we have the same struggle as well. And when somebody kind of make it in our community, we always feel like you have to give it back to the community. Mm-hmm. And when the person yeah. don't give back, you feel like, you know, we come from the same struggle and then you kind of make it. Why? You know, that's, that's what we feel. I think the conversation was great too. And, and, and that, that's the conversation we need to have. Like I learned yeah. a lot today. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's good to have conversations without name calling, without memes, without yeah. inflammatory speech, you know, yeah. and that's yeah, when you understand, that, yeah. you know, and I'll be able to be a better, better person, a better counselor, a better coach, because yeah. I've learned some more in depth yeah. opinions. Yeah.